Listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are continuing our conversations in the Set Apart to Serve series today, and we're going to head to Fort Wayne, Indiana in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, the Reverend Matthew Wheatfeld. He's Assistant Vice President of Admission and Director of Christ Academy at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor Wheatfeld, thanks for joining us on the Coffee Hour. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Andy. And folks might recognize you because you're a regular guest on Mm -hmm. several programs here on KFUO, but probably they might recognize you most from Sharper Iron. I think that's where you show up the most. Isn't that, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. It's always fun being with uh, Pastor Oppel with that program. And it's great to, uh, to to be able to, you know, hone our biblical skills. And it's fun just diving into the Bible for, for study's sake, you know, in my role here at the seminary, I, I don't get a lot of chances to do that outside of personally, but uh, to, to actually prep something for, for a wider audience is a lot of fun. So I really appreciate that, that opportunity. Well, we're grateful that you come on and and share those gifts with us and with our listeners. So tell us about, as we're discussing in the Set Apart to Serve series and encouraging young people to consider church work vocations, tell us about how the Lord brought you to serve as a pastor. Absolutely. So I, I come from a church work family. However, neither of my parents are church workers. My my mom was a public school kindergarten teacher for about 40, 45 years. And my dad is an, an electrical engineer, which is just a fancy way of saying back when we used landline phones, though we don't use them anymore, he was the one that actually mapped out the grids for how all of the houses and all the businesses were connected to each other. And he, he also owned a, a farm on the side, just a small mom and pop shop that he still operates today. So neither of my parents were church workers. However, grandpa was a pastor and professor at the St. Louis Seminary. My uncle, who is my godfather, is a pastor in Las Vegas at Faith right now. He was also a professor at Concordia Irvine. I've got an aunt that's a a, a Lutheran school teacher. And so, yeah, a church work is kind of in the blood on my mom's side of the family. And it it was just one of those things that uh, everybody assumed, uh, me being the oldest grandchild, and growing up at the St. Louis Seminary campus, visiting my grandparents regularly, that I would I would just go into church work. And that's what I thought I was going to do, too, from a very young age, really without anybody poking or prodding or anything. But like all good uh, high schoolers, all good uh, adolescent and teenagers, I had an existential crisis and did not know what I wanted to do with life. Uh, at the time, I was at Concordia Lutheran High School here in Fort Wayne, and I was in their JROTC program. They have an Army uh, program, and I was really enjoying myself and was considering uh, going into one of the service branches, as that is a fantastic vocation for for folks to get involved in, and was really considering that, was considering going off to one of the service academies or one of the, the, the country also has a wide variety of colleges that are also offer ROTC programs for folks who are interested in, in service in our nation's military, but may not get into one of the service ca- academies or may want to stick closer to home than one of the 
service academies. And so I was looking at, I was looking at one of them down in Georgia. And um, then my senior year of high school comes around and I don't get into any of the colleges that I had applied for. And I, it's like, what, what is going on? Like, I'm totally qualified for all of these places. And it began, it, it caused me to, 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 to look back and, and begin to listen to the people who had been walking alongside of me through my high school time. My pastor, I was going to church at St. Paul's in downtown Fort Wayne. So Pastor Radkin, Pastor Hamer, the now both emeritus pastors were there and they were they were encouraging me to consider becoming a pastor. We had great seminarians uh, since we're in Fort Wayne. Uh, we had seminarians regularly uh, who are encouraging me. Pastors now, Nathan and Adrian Cheryl, two pastors in uh, Denver and in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa. They both were encouraging me as well as then folks at, at, at Concordia Lutheran High School, uh, our guidance counselor had encouraged me, theology teachers had encouraged me, and I just tuned them out time and time and time again. But it's, it, it, I mean, that's, that's just what high schoolers do. But uh, finally, you know, I, I really, it, it was because of just this path that the Lord seemingly closed, I began to reconsider church work and applied to Concordia um, River Forest at the time, now Chicago, and got in there and began just building relationships with different people there. Chuck Brown, the music, one of the music folks up there. At the time, the pre-sem director was Brian Moseman, and they, they, they just continued to encourage and encourage and encourage, and I made the decision to go pre-sem. And that was, that was the best decision uh, of my life. It, it has opened so many doors that, that were previously closed in other ways, in other venues. And I, it's just a path that I couldn't imagine doing anything else. So yeah, if, if for, for, our, for our, our, our listeners, if you have a teen going through an existential crisis, it's, it's okay. Just, just continue to walk alongside of them. So after you finally decided to go to seminary, choose that ministry path, what did that look like for you then in seminary and then post-seminary? And then you ended up back at seminary, but on, on the other side of the table. What, what was that journey like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So that that was a coming through seminary. I was I was convinced that I wanted to be a sole pastor in a large congregation and wanted to just 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 be a pastor in a congregation and 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 see what the Lord had there. During my time here at the seminary, I had opportunities to serve different roles on on campus. I was our student association president my fourth year. Worked in the chapel underneath of Dr. Paul Grimm, the dean of chapel. And in my vicarage year, I got a chance to see what a large congregation in, in a suburb context outside of a large city with multi-staff looked like. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the idea of serving with others and with working, you know, not just being alone in your work, but working alongside of uh, both other pastors, other church workers, and lay volunteers as well. And that was, that was just exactly what I, I I wanted to do. And so when the call time comes, so our seminarians go through their vicarage years, typically their third year, and then their fourth year, they begin ready, being they begin to get ready to receive their first calls. And part of the process is that they have to go through a series of interviews. 
with our seminary faculty. One of those is a theological interview. One of those is with the director of placement. And then another of those is with the director of pastoral, pastoral studies. And at the time, the director for placement and pastoral studies was the same person. And so we only had to do one of those interviews and was talking through what are are the possibilities? What are the what are the outlooks for calls at that time? This is in the early 2010s. I got my my call in 2011. So I had watched following the 2008, nine great recession, um, some of my classmates and brothers in, at seminary not get calls and, you know, really put it to the Lord in prayer, you know, to, to find the right place for us and to be able to make sure, you know, he, wherever we go, he was going to bless, but just make, have this place be just, you know, a special blessing for me and, and my new wife at the time or wh- who would be my new wife at the time. Um, so as we were going through that, education had always interested me. And I, I, I knew that there were, it was beginning to become popular for congregations to call assistant pastors or associate pastors who also served in schools in a wide variety, whether that be as a pastor for the school, to a teacher, to principals. And so a, one of those calls came about where I would serve as associate pastor and principal for their school. And as we, as we talked about it and I talked to the congregation about it, it seemed like a very good fit and something I'd be interested in. So we ultimately then were placed at Trinity Nashville, Illinois, and Trinity St. John Lutheran School again in Nashville, Illinois. So as we were talking before we got on, it was across the river from you all in the Southern Illinois district, and it spent four, almost four and a half years down there. Well, um, lo and behold, I stayed in touch with folks here at the seminary. And knowing that I, I grew up here in Fort Wayne, I still have family here in Fort Wayne. Four years into my call at Trinity and TSJ, the seminary reached out to say they had a, they had an admissions counselor position open and wanted to know if I would be interested in um, possibly considering a position, a call here at the seminary. And I told them I would. Um, Lo and behold, then the list got whittled down, whittled down, whittled down, and then call ultimately happened following the birth, like immediately following the birth of our third our third child. In fact, Dr. Paul Grimm, who was my boss as dean of chapel, was the one who gave the phone call on behalf of the seminary saying, hey, Matt, we're going to give you a call. Are you cool with that? Because that's the way the Holy Spirit works. He works through people. And so, yeah, it, it delayed our third kid, kiddo, delayed our start here at the seminary by just a little bit, but moved up back to Fort Wayne, started off as an admissions counselor. And the Lord has just opened doors in this area of admissions for me. And it's been a joy to work as an admissions counselor and to take on the directing for our Christ Academy program and ultimately now being the head of admissions and an assistant vice president. So yeah, the Lord the Lord is working through all this. He uses pastors, particularly in the office of holy ministry for word and sacrament ministry. But this this area of recruitment is also a place where he, he, he calls pastors too, so that we can do the work of empowering the church and raising up the next generation of church workers. And we're going to learn more about that in just a moment, including Christ Academy at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.
At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with the Reverend Matthew Wheatfeld. He's Assistant Vice President of Admission and Director of Christ Academy at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. We are continuing our conversation in the Set Apart to Serve series. Pastor Wheatfeld, uh, share with us uh, about Christ Academy. I know that's part of your work in admission at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. What is Christ Academy and who's invited? Absolutely. So Christ Academy is our the seminary's discernment tool for young men and young women to consider potential service in the church. Christ Academy started in 99 with a handful of young men who were considering service as pastors. This the program started off as a high school oriented program for young men and it stayed that way for the first 6 7 8 years of our existence. Since then, we've been able to open it up and expand it past then. Thanks to some endowed money from the Lilly Endowment, we've also received some other uh, funds and endowments from internal sources as well so that Christ Academy can continue. So we operate a high school program, which is the anchor program. Our Timothy school is for young men, high school aged, those going into high school and those leaving high school. Our Phoebe school is for young women, again, going into high school and exiting high school the next academic year. And the the point of this high school program is to bring young men and young women onto our campus for two weeks, where then they will worship with us in our seminary community. They'll learn from our world-class seminary professors, and they will get to spend time with each other and have fun um, in their own schools and get to learn more about each other as they consider possible service in the church. We also offer a confirmation program for students going through confirmation. That's just a three-day retreat. We offer two of those, one in the fall and one in the spring. And then two weekends ago, we had our Christ Academy College, which brings college-age students onto our campus to consider possible service in the church as pastors and deaconesses. And one of the major components of that is that we give them some good quality time together so that they can meet folks that might be coming to seminary with them at the same time, as well as as they continue to discern that they can continue to have conversations with us as the admissions and our seminary as a whole, but also to take that conversation home and to really allow for that conversation to flourish with pastors, with parents, with other key influencers as well who might be able to help them through this discernment process and especially pray for them during this this whole discernment process. And so Christ Academy on the whole has just been a fantastic program for our seminary. We're blessed to be able to offer this resource to the church. We've seen 
many of our participants, our students come back, other programs, whether you're coming back from the confirmation retreat to our high school and college programs, and ultimately making their way to the seminary and beginning their studies towards the office of the holy ministry or off the office of deaconess service. And yeah, it's it's been a blast for me to be able to continue to be the director for this program. I've had a couple of calls over the years here and there. It's 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 my work in admissions that that continues to keep me here, but especially my work with Christ Academy and and being able to facilitate that and allow for for continued growth for these young men and young women. What an amazing thing for young people to have all of these opportunities to learn and grow together in a in a setting like a seminary. In your experience, now that you've been doing this for a while, what what benefit is it to have young people who are thinking about church work having this opportunity to be in the place where this education and formation happens and to be immersed in it for a period of time? What benefit does that have for them in their discernment of their future vocations? This really allows for them to see their, themselves in this future place. What our students and what even our seminarians coming in oftentimes exhibit and tell us is just an apprehension to things that are new. And if we can alleviate that by bringing them onto campus in a safe, controlled environment to be able to only spend a couple of weeks with us, by the end of their time here with us, they don't want to go home. <laughs> they want to continue to, to study. Uh, and uh, they, the rigors of, of what we do in Christ Academy are, are, are I wouldn't say are extensive, but they are they, they 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 go quite deep. We're in class for four hours a day with with our theology faculty. They're worshiping with our sem with with their group and our seminary community five times a day. Uh, they are spending lots and lots of time with these these people who could be future classmates. So it's it's really an experience. It both helps them see them their place, but it also changes them. I get phone calls from parents and from past participants all the time to, to tell me what, Pastor Weedfield, I just want you to know how life-changing this, this program was for me and was for my student or it was for, for me as, as a former student. It, they, they, they continue to talk to us about this and how, how much fun that they had, but how much they learned and how they've taken what they've learned into their congregation. And it's allowed for them to, to see themselves in this role someday and uh, possibly to come back here to, to Fort Wayne to study in their seminary studies. So how does a student get connected with Christ Academy? How do they, how do we begin conversations, you know, with our youth at home in our parishes to get them connected to Christ Academy as something to consider? So if you go to our website at ctsfw.edu, you can find our Christ Academy information on our events page. And the, if, if you simply apply for the program or if you'd like some more information, you're more than welcome to give us a call. We'd be happy to. You can give us a call at 1-800-481-2155 to talk to our admissions staff. And uh, we'll, we've got some student workers who are, who are assisting us in the Christ Academy area. We'll get you connected to them as well. You may also email us at 
Christ Academy, all one word at ctsfw.edu. And we'll be happy to answer any questions, everything from you know, what's, what does this next summer look like to what does one bring to Christ Academy? All, all, all sorts of different questions. We're here, we're here to answer and we're, we're excited to begin this conversation with you or with your high school aged, college age student as well. It's, it is an important time in their lives as they consider this possible future in church work. It is so m- instrumental to have people around them, like my situation, constantly supporting, constantly bridging, constantly bringing them back to this idea of church work as a real and viable option. That's been the blessing for Set Apart to Serve, as I've been able to assist in some different workshops and and, and to be able, in our Christ Academy program, to bring Dr. Bonnick onto campus and to, for him to talk about the Set Apart to Serve as well. That Set Apart to Serve really does open the church's eyes to the, one, the need for church workers, especially that these are real viable options, whether it's in the office of the Holy Ministry or in deaconess service, whether it's as a Lutheran school teacher, a parish musician, a DCE, whatever it might be, that, that these are real viable options and that the church truly needs good and faithful and well-educated individuals who can take up this mantle and and, and train our, our children, train our adults, train our elderly, and, and to walk alongside of them in their journey as, as we all journey home back to, back to Eden, back to heaven. And it's, you know, I think, I think just this past Sunday's observance of, of All Saints Day, how, you know, we, we, you think about the, the, in, in the book of Revelation, we, we, we hear about the folks gathered around the throne of the lamb dressed in their white robes. And, you know, that, that's us, that's the faithful, that's the future, that's the past, present and future of, of the faithful who we need to continue to have church workers here to, to be able to take that, that good news of of the gospel into into the world and it's so it's so been such a great joy for me to be a part of the process as well and you know I pray for our listeners that they would encourage individuals to consider church work that they would encourage young men and young women to consider whether it be the office of pastoral ministry office of deaconess service or any other church work vocation that you would encourage that you would support them but most of all that you would pray for them pray for the work being done at, at our colleges and our seminaries and take care and pray for your the church workers in your life as well reflecting on all the conversations that you had when you were younger and and considering this vocation and now you are now in a role where where you're on the other side of having those conversations and and talking with young people as they're considering vocations. What are some of those things that that you encourage young people to think about as they're considering this vocation? I I always bring it back to the the reality and this this is this is honestly just the the true reality of, of, of that you could do anything. Our young people are capable of doing anything in this world, whether it be as doctors, as lawyers, as what it, whatever brings them passion. But 
in, in the thing the, the reality with church work is that you're not just doing things that are temporally important, that are important now in this body and life, but you're doing things that are eternally important, that are that deal with people's eternities. And you, th- you think about the number of our, our Lutheran schools that have, you know, fee- uh, in, in, in percentage wise, fewer LCMS members than non LCMS members, but they continue to touch the lives of individuals who haven't or, or, or have never made, possibly heard the good news of the gospel, or in, in regard to the pastoral ministry, to be able to enter into spaces that need Jesus, whether it be in tragedy, in in, in hardship, but then also in, in the most of joyful moments too. And it's just a joy. So what 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 you're what you have the opportunity to do, and as you discern possible church work, is dealing with the with the eternal. And dealing with the gifts that the that the Lord gives in His gospel, so pray on that. You to consider your strengths and your weaknesses. Know that there is nothing too insurmountable that training and hard work can't overcome. Um, you know, continue to read your scriptures, continue to do your devotion, be in church regularly, and begin the conversation with your pastors and with your family. And we here at Concordia Theological Seminary would love to have a conversation with you as well about possible church work. You can reach us at 1-800-481-2155 or at admission at ctsfw.edu. Our guest today, the Reverend Matthew Wheatfeld. He is Assistant Vice President of Admission and Director of Christ Academy at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Pastor Wheatfeld, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation on The Coffee Hour. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Andy and Sarah. Really enjoyed to chat with you both again today. You can learn more about Set Apart to Serve by visiting lcms.org slash SAS. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.